Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 34. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today, not one, but two special guests. First of all, Daisy Marangon, Venetian historian and writer, and then the Bard of Venice, the writer for excellence, Alberto Tosofei. Hi guys, how are you? Hi, Monica. <laughs> In unison. Yes, of course. Of course. It's, like ears. it's ears that we are working in unison, as okay. usual. So you, you, you get to do the interview in unison too. Okay, so first of all, I'll start with Daisy, because obviously uh, I'm a lady and we start with the ladies. <laughs> Thank Daisy, you. can you explain to the listener who you are and what you do? Well, I am a PhD, actually. I got my PhD at the University of Padova in 2012, in the middle of the pandemic, by the way. Oh, and okay. Yes, so I'm a scholar, and I actually, uh, I have been working on the history of Venice, on descriptions, like medieval description with Gothic letter forms you can see all around the city. Mm-hmm. And then I was so interesting also in historical graffiti, because, you know, when you uh, do your research looking at the wall in your city, you start looking at the formal, more institutional description, but then also graffiti just pops up at every corner, actually. Mm-hmm. And so you specialize and I am an in author. this. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're an author? Specialized, yeah. yes, I'm an author. I'm specialized in medieval epigraphy, Renaissance epigraphy, so the uh, public descriptions in Venice and the history of Venice. And of course, I'm so interested in history from below. I'm not so involved in writing the history of the elitarian people. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, graffiti, oh, the, co- the, the, common, people. the yes. common people. Yes, nice. everyday yeah. life. Okay, we'll go back to this. And Alberto, I know who you are, and every single Venetian know who you are, but let's say you're known all over the world by now, but who is Alberto Tosofei? Okay, Alberto Tosofei, uh, alas, 30 years ago, more than 30 <laughs> years ago, started to collect all those uh, stories, uh, legends, uh, myths coming from the oral tradition who really risks uh, seriously uh, to be lost forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, as you know, originally from Murano Island. And, You're a uh, Venetian DOC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when I was a child, I was uh, pretty accustomed to listen to old stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, told by old people, but it was a costume already lost by uh, uh, by my Venetian friends, for example. And it, it was later during during um, uh, the, the university age that I uh, realized uh, um, how the, the most part of these beautiful stories risk really you know, to be lost, and so I decided to. Uh, uh, to collect all of them 
and to write them down in several books. Mm -hmm. Now they are among between legends, history of Venice and other more than 20 books. Wow. Yeah, okay. In, I'm behind then. I don't have yeah. them all. <laughs> I am me. Included, of course, uh, I Graffiti di Venezia. But, but I, I wrote uh, with uh, Daisy, but that, that was uh, preceded uh, uh, for, from, by, by years of studies. And okay. So that's why I called you both, uh, because I wanted to talk about this uh, book that just came out recently. Was that about six months, a year now? because uh, so much happened in the meantime, uh, that is I Graffiti di Venezia, so Venetian Graffiti. How was uh, the idea born? Oh, I think I can start to answer yes, this question. definitely. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, for example, in my first uh, published book uh, 23 years ago, uh, I already put uh, a couple of stories uh, who spoke about graffiti. Uh, Venice uh, is, uh, of course, we know already in the world, now it's a very special city, mm -hmm. uh, but it is so special that, that uh, some legends became scratches on, on, on the stones. You can recognize uh, uh, Venetian legends through the existence of uh, real graffiti. Mm -hmm. And this is so fascinating. And so I started that this way and then during during the year and during my researches I met uh, several of them a lot of them uh, it was uh, uh, it was a, a far idea to um, search for all of them you know but I, I I really have only the passion but not the knowledge to, mm -hmm. to be able to do it. Unfortunately, I, uh, you know, my way crossed, uh, crossed a daisy's way mm -hmm. because, because we, uh, we met at first uh, really uh, uh, among some discussion on, on social, uh, uh, like Facebook, you know? Uh -huh, on social media, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So we were participating to the same, I, I, I mean, discussion of, mm -hmm. on, on different uh, arguments uh, connected to graffiti, public spaces, mm -hmm. and, and discovered little by little to have uh, the same passion. Mm -hmm. uh, but more than this, uh, Daisy had and has for sure, the knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to, to do it. So we put uh, together mm -hmm. our talent uh, and uh, it was a, a long job. How much made in heaven, as they would say. Uh, listen, uh, Daisy, how long yes. did the research for the book last? Five years. Whoa, oh, la la. It's that, a lot. That's because, a lot. Yes, because you have to consider that we had to collect all the graffiti in the city. Well, mm. at the very beginning, we were um, sure that these graffiti were like 50 graffiti, maybe 100, maybe. But then <laughs> the number exploded because uh -huh. they were like 1,000. At the oh. end of our research, we found 6,000 graffiti. Wow. I mean, I'm just, yes, I'm just talking about what we can read. Because sometimes, you know, you can find a graffiti with just initials, uh -huh. uh, like the uh, uh, acronyms 
or yeah. dates so we are not considering all the graffiti we'll find sometimes they are also scratched on the wall like 100 years ago so they are not readable mm -hmm. anymore because the walls the plaster doesn't last you know in venice the plaster doesn't mm -hmm. last because yeah, the yeah, humidity yeah so we consider just six thousand graffiti six uh, um thousand yes correct Wow. So it was a really huge work. And then we, we decided to divide it, to consider this graffiti in order to create 30 chapters for our books, 30 thematic chapters, uh, not just to create, not just to write a catalog, an mm -hmm. epigraphic catalog, which will be useful for sure, but that's yeah, boring because we're interested in the uh, wide public, not just to the scholars, okay? Yeah, yeah, our purpose was to to do a kind of dissemination, a public history project, not just to collect them mm -hmm. without saying anything. And how hard was it to find information, Alberto? Oh, uh, sometimes it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, every single gra uh, graffiti we, we met uh, catch our interest, of course. And... Uh, Sometimes we, we, we are able to uh, recognize, uh, of, of course, uh, uh, a datation, the nature of, 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 a, of a scratching or the painting, because many of them are also painted, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, the, in the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, some are connected with the election of the dodges, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, e it's easier Mm -hmm. no? collect information about that election or, or the other because of the name you can you can read or because of, of the, the year is, is, is that, that's wrote down uh, in some other uh, cases uh, it's it's hard you can recognize we because of uh, many reasons how old is a graffito mm -hmm. you know? And so you can for sure uh, tell that that's an ancient graffito, but it, not every time you are you're able to to say certainly which mm -hmm. reason uh, move the person who scratch it or what it oh sometimes also what it represent. Mm -hmm. uh, Daisy, the oldest graffiti you found. The oldest, actually, it's a non-Venetian graffito uh, <laughs> because uh, it was scratched uh, on the surface of the white lion you can see uh, at the entrance of the at the monumental entrance of the arsenal in Venice, the uh -huh. historical shipyard in Venice in Castello district. Uh -huh. So here, Monica, you know it very well. Oh, there yeah. are four lions. Well, the first one, the biggest one, it's like uh, almost three meters high. Okay, very huge, dating back to the first centuries. Actually, it is coming from Greece, from mm -hmm. Athens. Yes. <laughs> so when it was in Athens, uh, during the Byzantine Empire, so we are talking about the 11th centuries, 12th centuries, here, uh, the bodyguards of the Roman, the Greek emperor, they were Vikings. They were young soldiers coming from uh, the North Europe. So right. they were there and they maybe they were kind of bodyguards. Sometimes, you know, they were waiting there at the harbor of Athens. Maybe uh -huh. they were bored, who knows? You <laughs> yeah. know, when you are bored, what are you going to do? You scratch your work on the monuments. <laughs> yes, so they scratch as they do today. <laughs> exactly. It was exactly the same, the same practice. So they yeah. scratch their eight, names. 800 years after. 
Yeah. Yes, <laughs> sure. They scratch their names uh, on the surface of the of these huge lions. Sometimes they they wrote also, uh, maybe with the knife they have, okay, with the tools they have, they mm -hmm. write names, dates, and little chronicles about uh, other soldiers that were captured in foreign countries, who knows. So they write write it down with runic letters, so with runic okay. inscription. This is the oldest graffito we have in Venice. So nowadays it's Venetian because in 1688, Francesco Morosini, that was the Duke, one of the Duke of Venice, he was in Greece to conquer Greece again, mm -hmm. to conquer the Morea, the Peloponnese, as we all know it today, uh, because it was conquered by the Ottoman soldiers. They tried to reconquer um, as Venetian, and when mm -hmm. he saw this beautiful lion at the harbor of Athens, he decided to steal it because the lion is and was the symbol of the Republic of Venice, or the symbol of Saint Mark the Evangelist. So this is how, this is the story, the history of the lion of uh, of the monu of the arsenal that we have today, and that bore the most ancient uh, graffito in Venice. Wow! And Alberto, the most interesting for you. Oh, okay. For me, is is the right question uh, because, because I'm pretty uh, sure you both have two different no, no, ideas. Many, so I'll many, ask you first, no, and yeah. then I'll ask this. <laughs> no, many of them are, uh, of course, are are interesting. They they all are telling something about people who lived in Venice before us. Uh, I wanna uh, I wanna tell you about a very curious one mm -hmm. we found in Veloja Foscara, so in in the front terrace. Uh, upper terrace of uh, Palazzo Ducale mm -hmm. uh, in, on, a, on a column there is a um, strange painting showing letters uh, that are similar to Greek but they are not Greek similar to Cyrillic but they are not Cyrillic and so of course we take it down and um, send to, uh, to Russia Mm. Uh, at the university, uh, asking if they were able to to read. But uh, uh, for, from the university uh, of Russia, they they told us uh, to send them uh, to um, to the Croatian university. Okay, because that was uh, uh, glagolitic, and so <gasps> the <Blimey>. oldest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is the father of Cyrillic. You know. Okay. Uh, and so the first uh, uh, tra transliteration of, uh, of, of, of Slavic language. And wow. uh, at the University of uh, Zagreb, they really uh, they were ast astonished because they didn't know about it. Or no one in the world know about, about it. Wow. Okay. And, uh, it's a dated graffito. They, they, they were able to read a date. It's 1470. Okay. And uh, few people, maybe only one person uh, at the time was able to write in Glagolitic in, in Venice. And this, uh, uh, this person was uh, uh, Blash Baromic. Okay. Uh, but at that time, he, he, he was a Croatian, uh, at that time collaborating with uh, two of, um, of the main uh, book printer in Venice at the end of the uh, 15th century. Mm -hmm. They were father and son, Ito Rezani. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he was the first printer of the first Croatian book in the history. 
in, in the island he was born in the uh, Dalmatian Sea. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a statue, of course, of this man. And uh, more than this, uh, the, the inscription show also what still remain of a name. It is not complete, but you can you can read Lush. And so what probably uh, remain of Blush. Wow. That must have been so exciting when you told the people at the university. I mean, wow. And Daisy, your most interesting one? Uh, there are so many interesting ones, actually. It's difficult to decide, but I mm, will say a couple of them, just a couple of them for, for the moment. The first, <laughs> okay. for the moment, yes. The first one, it's my favorite. It's Thomas. Mm -hmm. We found this name uh, on one of the columns of a little island not far from Venice, Torcello. Okay? Uh -huh. And uh, near the, the one of the church that is there in Torcello, we found this name, we found this name, Thomas. Uh, nothing strange, maybe, apparently, but if you read carefully the letters, you find that there are two insertions of Greek letter inside a Latin name. So it's a kind of uh, mix, uh, a mix of different alphabets, actually, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Alberto was talking about glagolitic. Well, in Venice, we have every kind of language you want to find every kind of alphabet we have glagolitic uh, graffiti runic inscriptions greek armenian latin everything well this graffito it's a mix between latin and greek it's okay. typical it's typical of the renaissance time you know when the venetian mm. scholars in during the renaissance time they were so so much into it so much in the studia humanitatis you know they wanted mm -hmm. to learn ancient greek classical greek classical literature and they tried to emulate some times the Greek writings. Another graffito which is very interesting to me, we will find we found it in this case in the in San Michele in Isola, which is the mm -hmm. cemetery of Venice today, inside the cluster, uh, okay. in one of the arch, we found this this written Viva l'Italia Libera, which mm. means long life to the free to the freedom of Italy, with mm -hmm. the date of 28 uh April of 1945. So okay. Italy was free, Italy was free actually on the 25 of uh -huh. April officially, but Venice was free by the fascism army on 28. So this later. person was there. Three, three days, sorry. Three days later, yeah. yes. So maybe this person, this man, this woman, we don't know who wrote it down, but he or she was there while this was happening. So it's a very interesting historical evidence, by the way. Wow. In any uh, case, can I, can I add something else? Yeah, of course. Maybe the best is yet to come because there are so many people right now that are uh, writing messages to us and say, hey, I found this interesting graffito in my home, in my oh, in the wow. yard oh, of yeah. my house. <laughs> You're going to have to do Graffiti di Venezia. <laughs> part two then yes I in mean, private spaces yeah <laughs> listen alberto i mean five years research now yeah. listening to you i realize you went literally every single house and palace yeah. and possible location yeah yeah in, Venice, every, in, in the islands every every public space uh, you, you can you can cross with your body we cross through wow so how did you get to find the way i mean I assume you already had some knowledge where you can find them, but then what? Well, as uh, as you were going along, people were telling telling you that they were oh look, I've got graffiti or a service thing. How, how did you find them? 
searching. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I'm searching, but, I, but you I, know. I, I, yeah, I'm joking. Uh, we 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 didn't know uh, at first. You know, we as 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 Daisy was telling you before, we started uh, uh, thinking. We we knew there were you know some uh, some graffiti <laughs> elsewhere, a mm -hmm. hundred, two hundred. But when we we started to collect them, to, to take picture, to map them, we realized that they were more and more. And so, from a certain moment, uh, we decided uh, to simply search all of them, wall by wall, door by door, window by window, every single calle, corte, fundamenta. Wow. Uh, well, you know, what was was put under our our sights, and it was of course a long, uh, a long job. Well, well, I remember meeting you one evening, you two. Yeah. And after a long day search over the streets, and you were like both completely <laughs> so tired. So I get it. Uh, listen, Daisy, before you mention that you are interested more in talking about the common people rather than uh, the big, uh, you know, the famous people of, yes. uh, of history. Okay. So uh, something that struck me when I, uh, I first wrote the title, when you actually, when I first met you, you two, and you said to me, you were doing a book on graffiti. My mind didn't go to historic graffiti. My mind immediately went to Bansky and Ovia. <laughs> Sure, sure. You know, because I thought, yeah. what the hell are they doing a book on graffiti? <laughs> you know, yeah. and then uh, as I went on, my reason for now, they probably mean the older ones. But actually, it's interesting that uh, the connotation, the bad connotation that today graffiti have, and instead, I'll probably in 100, 150 years, they probably will have even the most modern ones. So, how you know the relation as well as you as an historian do you did you find some uh, relation between the new modern ones and the older ones uh, you know as not as much as they, how they were uh, carried out but in the meaning of it why they were done well that's a very complicated question i will need like one hour to answer no, you, that, maybe. You got five minutes. But, <laughs> yes, five minutes, yes. Okay, but five minutes, just okay. the most important thing, okay. So actually graffiti, it's a rather complicated word because we mean so many different uh, geographical and historical contexts mm. by using this word. When maybe you were thinking about also uh, historical graffiti in Pompeii and mm. Betsy at the same time, prehistoric graffiti at the same time. So, and I have also a question for you. Do you think that graffiti has always been illegal? Are we sure about it? Because I don't know. Maybe... I actually like graffiti. I just think that uh, while they, sh they should be allowed in certain contexts. I mean, if somebody tomorrow said to me, Monica, I would like to do a graffiti on your walls, go ahead, because there are <laughs> some that are fantastic. I agree. And, you know, it, it all depends where you do them. You know, the people that do them on trains and stuff like that, I think it's just, uh, unless the train people say to you, oh, can you please kindly paint my train? Uh, you know, so I think it should be regulated in that sense. But I, I love graffiti. I think it's a beautiful uh, art expression, you know, when it's yes, not Yes, definitely. It's an expression in public space, by the way. It's 
yeah mm. and it's a collective performance somehow but well there are so many reasons why uh, people decided to write on the wall uh, sometimes because they want just to leave a trace of their passages sometimes they write down uh, names and dates the day when they scratch the scratch down the name on the wall sometimes mm -hmm. it's a devotional act a devotional performance you go to the medieval churches of uh, of Italy, in every little um, city in the mountains, you will find hundreds of graffiti. Uh, well, mm -hmm. inside, maybe that cover the portraits sometimes. This is not vandalism. This is just a performance, a religious mm -hmm. performance. They want to write down the name because they want to pray, maybe. Okay, They want to write the name near the face of the saints, near the tomb of the saints sometimes. In mm -hmm. other case, you want to express your opinion maybe political slogan and sometimes you know um, we don't have it anymore because they remove it they raise it they erase it but we have uh, records in Marin Sanudo the, mm -hmm. story, the most important historian of the Republic of Venice he reports that there were many slogans against the Dukes of Venice they were trying to make them ridiculous actually so it was a kind of uh, they were fighting with the authorities with the institution we don't have any trace of this graffiti anymore because they cover it so there are so many different right on the wall but basically they could be the same today and at that time because it's our nature that is the same. It's mm -hmm. the gesture to write on the, the practice to what to write on the wall, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Good. And despite our our personal opinion, we were and we are not interested on the uh, uh, good on or the, bad. Yeah, uh, giving yeah giving uh, a kind of, of of sentence. You know, <laughs> we we are more interested to the act of writing. So the occupation of public spaces. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. We 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 mentioned you know uh, some very curious graffiti, but there are lot of beautiful sketches for example of ships mm. we have tens and tens of, of 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 ancient ships all around the town we have animal we have vegetable uh we have uh, architecture you had rats are so, so, so yeah. if, 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 you know so that shows those are how long the rats have been in venice as well yeah yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really uh, uh, spectacular you know mm -hmm. so, sometime go around the town and change your vision of venice uh, because the, the the spaces you you pass through for your whole life uh, in in one second that change completely the meaning you know of, mm -hmm. of your vision because the the, the stones are, are telling you something new and and, and never seen before Despite mm -hmm. the fact it is it, there since the century. And, yeah. and people seen it over and over and never thought anything of it. Yes, because... but basically they write on the wall everything that belongs to their visual culture. They yeah. scratch on the wall whatever they see in that precise, in that very yeah. moment. So when you look at this graffiti, when you read that this graffiti that sometimes are also in the Venetian dialect, of course, mm -hmm. it's like to see Venice as it was in 16th century in 17th yeah. centuries with their own eyes yeah 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 amazing listen and from this you developed a festival didn't you you too 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how did that come about? I mean, I know I, I shouldn't ask me because Alberto is like me. He's just he's already ahead with a hundred ideas. <laughs> I already know he's already got probably 199 other ideas. But how did the festival come about so soon after the book as well? Yes, actually, Alberto. Okay. Actually, also the name of the festival was Urbs Scripta. It's a Latin expression that means uh, the written city. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because actually, originally, the city was completely covered with writings, sometimes mm -hmm. ephemeral writings, not just official one, graffiti and little papers and every, every kind of writings, actually. So uh, basically, the, the, this project, uh, the, the graffiti festival, was part of of a public history project uh, was, was part of our uh, dissemination project. So we wanted to, uh, to share the, the heritage of graphic sign we have in Venice. So we organized many tour guides um, for a walking tour for the people who want to join, to find, mm -hmm. to discover this graffiti in the city of Venice, in Lazzaretto Nuovo. Mm -hmm. Or, for example, Fonte Go dei Tedeschi, Palazzo mm -hmm. Ducale, the Ducal Palace. So there are hundreds of, of graffiti there. We also organized a conference. We invited very important personalities from the university in Italy. So mm -hmm. from the ac academic environment, because, of course, when you're working, you are dealing with such complicated topic as it is mm. graffiti. You have to consider to do a collaborative job with of inviting other personalities you can do anything you want okay you have to work co work with other people of course of course it's important and uh, it was a, su a success wasn't it because i mean every single event was totally booked up and more as yeah. far as i know and right we also we also played with graffiti you know pushing people uh to to search them learning with them and uh, um, and and really, uh, uh, oddio, come si dice divertirsi? Enjoy. Okay, uh, enjoy, enjoy with graffiti all around the town, and also for uh, blind people. We oh, organized, okay. Yeah, we Ooh, organized. That's amazing. A, yeah, a yeah visit, of and it was really emotional. You know, show uh, show scratched signs to people who cannot really see them, but but can perceive them with yeah, of their course, fingers. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I know it's, uh, I think uh, doing a, a walk with blind people, I did once uh, in Venice and it probably was the most emotional and exciting walk I ever did uh, because I totally uh, experienced Venice. I didn't see Venice, I experienced Venice through them and it was amazing. Is 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 amazing. Um, what was I, I was gonna say something else? Oh yes. Okay. The question that I always ask you, Alberto, and I know you're gonna hate me for this, but when is the book coming out in English? And is it <laughs> the book coming out in English? <laughs> oh, this is the harder question to answer. <laughs> well, they always ask me. You see, so for one no, side, <laughs> because because it's not it's not in our will, you know. Why not? Uh, no, it's, it, it is in our will. It but doesn't it's, depend it's not, on us. Yeah, uh, okay. it's, a, it's not it's in our always, power. Okay, he's always yeah. a publisher. It's why I keep telling everybody that they say to me, when's the English version of your book coming out? Okay. So no, my, my, my English version is sitting at a publisher. It just got to be published. <laughs> we, could, we could provide the email of a publisher and let people ask directly, you know. For Mail bombing email. to the... Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> 
because it's like all of your books, Alberto. It's uh, it's uh, I really find I know. it. I uh, you know. know, I mean, I'm I gonna bro as I say, uh, uh, but I always get annoyed sometimes that there are so many books written about Venice in English by non Italians, by non Venetian. Mm-hmm. And then the books written by Venetians that are the people that know the city best are not translated. Aye, and aye. I think it is a big, uh, what can I say, lack of foresight from the point of view of the publishers, because foreign people, they would love to read, you know, as long as they translate it properly, to read uh, local people, you know, and to yeah. hear Venice through the words of the people that live in Venice rather than through the eyes of somebody that studies it, might come and live in it, but is not uh, born here, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it's a question of money, of oh, course. Oh, no, 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 totally <laughs> realize that. But the point is that I'm 100% sure that, look, your book has not sold well, more than well, okay? So if Thank it you. sold so well in Italian and the number of Italians is restricted to so much. Can you imagine if you did in English and the world is so big? No, but, you know, I, I know, I know perfectly what you what you're meaning, because uh, uh, my my former books are selling more in English than in Italian. For there example. we go. There you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, you, we even got the proof. So I really don't understand. OK, so guys, we need to find uh, an English publisher. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> Can I add something to that, by the yeah. way? It will be great to have the English version of I Graffiti di Venezia, uh, but we try our best uh, using the digital platform like Facebook, Reddit, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, and whatever comes to your mind, we are there, okay? Mm-hmm. I know, I know you are. Uh, yes. And we, uh, we are used to write in English also. We write the description, the abstract in Italian, and then in English, just because we want to share the knowledge. We want exactly. to share this content to everybody to the English uh, public, of course, the native speaker or not. Exactly. But that's my point of why I think uh, local Venetian writers should be published in English too, because I'm a bit fed up of this postcard idea that uh, all this, uh, you know, you know, of Venice. I would like to for Venice to be seen as it really is, finally, you know, but yes, uh, but we we agree on this. Okay, so now Social medias, where can we find you? Very easy. I Graffiti di Venezia. You can write this name and you will find us almost everywhere. So you go website as well with this or just on social medias? Right now we use the website of Alberto, Alberto Tosofei. Okay. Especially for the program of the Urbs Scripta. Yeah, yeah, except for that, but... Uh, okay. easier, it's easy to go on, on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or, or Twitter. You know? Yeah, you're, you're very active on, on all social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Graffiti di Venezia, we are oh, there. We are working on a website. It's just Good. a question of time. Oh, don't trust me. I do website. I know. Okay. Uh, my last question is the next book together, something else, something similar, uh, the updated <laughs> version. Uh, yeah, maybe for, for sure an, an updated version because of, of, of a new relevant uh, uh, graffiti we found, 
but mm-hmm. we don't know when, of course. Of course. Maybe 2024, 2000, mm-hmm. sorry, 2024. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe new books, uh, a new festival for sure mm-hmm. next year. The same, of course, the Urbs Scripta Festival. We are already working on it, really, uh, on the program because it was a, really a, a, a success. Uh, and, uh, and the Venice uh, administration in, in the person of uh, uh, Linda Damiano is the president uh-huh. of, of, a, of a Venetian council uh, in, intended to to go on and on with new editions mm-hmm. um, probably probably we hope uh, it's uh, you know we would we really like uh, we would we would have a new book uh, for 2004 on graffiti uh, on a spe- special in a sp- of a special place we uh, in, in Venice, uh, we we discover a lot of them. So a, a dedicated book. Ah, okay. I love that. I can't wait. Oh my God, you're so busy, guys. You 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 yes. give me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we are angels. We I mean, are. Uh, Daisy, I cannot keep up with Alberto anymore because he's got book coming out <laughs> once a week now. And, you know, before it used to be like once a year and okay, that's fine. You do the interview, you ask him. Now it's like once a week. He goes like, okay, I haven't read that one. The other one yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you imagine how it is to work with him? Oh, I no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so just to get this interview to the people that are listening, he's six months just to get to today <laughs> so i can't imagine daisy i just can't imagine what okay. this like. thank you two, two of you of you shame on you you're, you're two against me of course we are against it, you it, it, we are said, two daisy, women daisy. yes and i was saying to him before before uh, we came online i said to him uh what about the bodyguards for all his fans with all the ladies that is going you know? <laughs> on uh, i mean uh, you know have you noticed when you go to his book presentations is 95 percent is women <laughs> of course of i course. mean i feel sorry for your wife alberto i really do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because women are so interesting in history. Maybe. Oh, yeah, you know, culture must of... be the reason. Yeah. But listen, Daisy, have you seen the cues to go and get a book signed? I mean, they're pushing you. I mean, the other day I was there on my, on my line and I had everybody, they're not even young, you know, they're my age more or less. They're pushing me away. <laughs> like, okay, he's there, he's there, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay listen guys it's so nice talking to you and i can't wait for the new version for new plans and new things that you're gonna bring along and uh, speak to see, speak to you soon and i hope to see you in, for a drink maybe if we sure. got time okay okay sure. thank you very thank much. You so much it was a pleasure to join your podcast of course thank you so much ciao ciao, ciao. monica ciao ciao everyone. ciao, ciao. ciao. Thank you so much, uh, Daisy and Alberto. You can find them uh, on all social medias as I Graffiti di Venezia. And you can find Alberto on his website as www.albertotosofei.it. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media 
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiti Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.